people tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Santa's coming to town. Oh my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hey everyone and welcome back to another week of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the spirit of Christmas alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. Y'all, this is so much better to be back in the same time zone, in the same hemisphere. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have to set an alarm to record with us tonight? Next time I'm uh, out of the country, and I'm like, sure, I'll do it on a, uh, I'll go ahead and record on European time. Remind me that that's a terrible idea. We, we reminded you. We told you like 20 times leading up to it. Are you sure? Are you sure? We can do another night. Are you sure? But it didn't matter because I didn't really sleep while I was there. It was, my sleep was so oh, really? off. Like, no, I couldn't sleep. Oh, no. I had horrible Except insomnia. Except for the one night where you were sleeping well, and even then, you then woke up even to then, an empty Zoom. <laughs> even then, though, like, yeah. Ugh, all right. Is so, that normal tonight, for international travel? Sorry, just curious. Um, other people I was with had problems sleeping, too. Um, I always tried to get uh, red eyes. That's I had a, I know, whenever, I, whenever I flew to England, I would leave like nighttime New York time. So I was landing like 6 a.m. London time and then I'd just stay up the day and I'd be fine. Oh, so you sleep on the flight. And then when you yeah, get there, it's morning. And then when I came home, I would like get a morning flight from London. And by the time, you know, layovers and crap and you get back to New York, it's like 8 p.m. at night. So like you can just go to bed like at a decent time and you'll be fine. Interesting. Yeah, that's how it works in theory. Yes, in theory. Did not work for me like that. Oh, no. Anyway. Well, are you fully recovered? Mm, Maybe. Maybe. I will say, listening to last week's episode, you couldn't tell any difference in how tired you were. But part of that is... (laughs) I don't know if that was the grouchiness because the movie or the grouchiness because of sleep or both. So if we had had like a good movie, I don't know how we would have, how we would have fared on that one. Well, at least we don't have to worry about that this week either. No, we don't. We don't have to worry about what it would be like to cover a good movie. To say to you, what you are the worst for recommending this movie. Um, I knew nothing about it. I had, okay, we'll get into histories. I knew nothing about it. I just knew, hey, they're doing a sequel. It's got to be at least decent if they're going to have a sequel, right? Yes, because when has a crappy film ever gotten a sequel, whether on Hallmark or the big screen? So we are talking about last year, 2018's Christmas at Graceland. 
Chicago-based business executive travels to Memphis to secure one of the city's oldest family-owned banks. While in Memphis, Laurel reunites with an old flame, Clay, a local music promoter, and with loftier aspirations. And uh, let's just go through the cast and crew. This movie was directed by Eric Close. Um, did y'all watch that crime drama Without a Trace? I've seen it. Oh, Back yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was one of the main detectives in that. I know him from that. I was a big fan of that show. It was a really cool premise. Like they would show like somebody missing. They were like trying to find somebody missing. Anyway, um, he's got done a lot of that kind of stuff. He was in Major Dad, MacGyver, uh, the TV series Dark Skies. Like I said, Without a Trace. He was in American Horror Story, the 2011 series. Which uh, he one was, was in, that? He was the Rubber Man. Oh, so he was Which, in like the first season. Yeah, that was that was yeah, that was the first one. I've seen that one. Okay, so he was Rubber Man. He was the first season. Uh, he was he had a stint on uh, Nashville, and then he was in the 2017 movie Christmas Crime Story and Christmas in the Air. As far as directing goes, he's got a new one coming out this year called The Christmas Song. He also is the director of the sequel to this movie, Wedding at Graceland. Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen the movie. All right, this movie is written by Greg Rosen and Brian Sawyer. Uh, and the, both of these people have some, done some Christmas movies over the years for, made for TV. Uh, they did North Pole Open for Christmas and North Pole Pete's Christmas. <laughs> oh, it's all becoming clear why I did not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two of these wrote Wedding at Graceland as well. They have a gingerbread romance from last year, a, tris a Christmas twist also from last year, and uh, Christmas at Graceland. Wait, uh, the what, year what's the common denominator between Pete's Christmas, North Pole, and, Wed and Christmas at Graceland besides the writers or directors? Tom recommended all of them. This one, I will not say I recommended. This one was simply because it was an appropriate okay. timing. Tom scheduled <laughs> all of them. I'll put it that way. Oh, boy. I love you, Tom. Which one of us picked the horrible Candace Cameron Beret film? I did that for a dear, loyal listener. I did this because it was appropriate for the timing. Okay, this movie stars Kelly Pickler. This is her first movie. She's a... <laughs> Couldn't tell. Dear musician? God. She's a musician? From American Idol. She won on American Idol. She and I remember having a crush Wait, on Wait, did she win, win, win? Like she I, won? I'm pretty sure she did. And I remember I having a crush on her in American Idol. And like watching this movie... Oof, I regret that crush. She has picked, she um, did Amy Grant's Tennessee Christmas also last year. I uh, love Amy Grant. An episode of Nashville. Oh, she has a great Christmas album. <laughs> she does have a great Christmas album. It's very uh, iconic from my childhood. Yeah, me too. She stars opposite her love interest, Wes Brown. Is this cutie McCute face or not for you? <laughs> He's pretty cute, but I don't know if he's quite to the level of cutie and cute face. My wife thought he was cutie and cute face, but even that couldn't save this movie for her. I've got some good commentary 
that we had with her. I'm excited. Uh, here. He he played Luke from True Blood. If you guys watch True Blood, Luke. Which one was Luke? Luke McDonald. He was uh, only in one season, 2009. Don't remember that character, but I did watch that show. That show was bad as far as acting goes. I mean, it was very campy. Is there something with the southern accent and bad? <laughs> Your words. No, no, because Sweet Home Alabama is a gem. Sweet Home Alabama yeah. is a great movie. And that has heavy. You don't like Sweet Home Alabama? No, I Anthony? said it's good. Oh, Anthony. No, Anthony. I do not. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, what's not to like? It's like the cutest Reese Witherspoon ever. <laughs> uh, he was also on 90210, Deception, Christmas in Mississippi, the Christmas movie. He oh is also God. in Wedding at Graceland. Well, I would oh. hope. Oh, and Christmas cookies. Off. Y'all, every time we do a Hallmark movie, we learn of like 37 new Christmas <laughs> titles. <laughs> Guys, this podcast is never going to end given how much <laughs> Hallmark has out there. Well, they give us almost an entire year every year of movie. <laughs> we're going to be doing this when we're in hospice care one day. Oh. Uh, we have Tommy Creswell, who played Fra- Franklin, the owner of the bank. He was in the movie The Firm with Tom Cruise. On the show, had a, a couple roles on uh, In the Heat of the Night. He was in Castaway. Oh, I we love are, Castaway. Yeah, We Are Marshall. And he was on Nashville as well. For those of you Red Dead Redemption 2 fans. Oh, yeah. He's got the voice of the local pedestrian population. (laughs) And uh, he also also (laughs) is in Wedding at Graceland. I think you mentioned that already. I think I mentioned that about every character that we've had so far. Her awful boss is played by Ned Vaughn. Awful boss. He's got a lot of small parts in movies. Nothing really... I mean, I can mention the movies, but his roles are so small, it's not even worth mentioning. But uh, he was on Life Goes On. He had a role, recurring role on JAG. He was on one of the seasons of 24. And he was in movies like The Hunt for Red October, Apollo 13, and Courage Under Fire. Ooh, good movies. Yeah, good movies. And, he was one of those uh, rookie guys working on the engineering fixes on the ship in Apollo 13. Yes, he was. I love that movie. I, <laughs> I, know, my- I know that Apollo 13, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like every space movie, fact or fiction, has the rookie guys working on the ship or the plan to save the ship. True. <laughs> it's very true. And then I'm just going to mention... Um, Kelly Pickler's daughter is played by a little girl, Claire Elizabeth Green. And uh, she's been in this movie and in Wedding at Graceland. Poor girl. And what a resume. She was adorable, though. I would posit she was the best actress in this film. So my history of this movie, I knew nothing about this movie. My mom mentioned that they were making a sequel to it and it said something along the lines of, you know, something about that, like I would know that what this movie was. Um, I did not. I did not know who Kelly Pinkler was. The only American Idol I 
Kevly Pickler. That's how little I know about her. The only thing I, the only American Idol I ever watched is when we knew somebody in it. Um, Kelly Clarkson. No. Oh, when you knew somebody personally, I thought you were making a joke. How only one American Idol ever really became famous. <laughs> well, no. to count Carrie Underwood, right? Oh, Carrie yeah. Underwood. and Jennifer Hudson. She wasn't a winner, but she. Yeah, I went to I went to school with Carrie Underwood, and we know David Cook who won. You went to school with Carrie Underwood. Oh, yeah. I like David Cook. He was he a really was cool like guy. Kind of rock and roll, right? Yeah, he's from uh, Kansas, and uh, oh, Adam Levine connection. was on American Idol too, wasn't he? No, he was not. I thought he's. That's where he's. Yeah. No, no. Adam Levine, Adam, Maroon Five. Adam, Adam no. Levine was the lead singer of Maroon Five. No. no. No, the new lead singer of Queen, Adam Lambert. That's it. Sorry. Yeah, he was on American Idol. Wait, he's heard. the new lead singer of Queen. What? Yeah, he's yeah. the new Freddie he's Mercury. On with them. Queen on tour. It's a travesty. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's bad. Adam it's Lambert, sad. did he win? I don't think he did win. I feel like the people who don't win American Idol go on to be more famous than the people who do. Totally oh, there's that one. There's that one guy who's really, really not good. That one, uh, Daughtry, Chris Daughtry. I like Daughtry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> not, not that I said that. That you like him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody at work made the comment that they were excited that their Uber driver played uh, Incubus the whole drive when he got picked up in the states. Yeah. I was like, that's not something to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess today is just a day for me to, to insult people's musical preferences. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so in another funny story, one of our regular listeners and a friend of mine, Adam, texted me. We were talking about what movie we were doing this week. And he's like, I'm awful. I never do my homework until after. And I said, oh, we... <laughs> Hold on, I'm just going to read this because it's actually kind of funny. He's been asking why older people are so into Hallmark movies that his parents just sit around and watch them nonstop. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Um, I said, I said our, our movie this week is terrible, dude. And he said, what's it called again? I never do my homework. I said, Christmas at Great La- Graceland. I'm sure your parents love it. But he says, mom affirms your assumption. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I watched it for the first time today. And uh, no, yesterday. And Christine was here. And her commentary throughout the movie was just, it just made it completely. It was, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> What are y'all's histories with this? I'm not. Even, I, we, we need to stop using the word film for made-for-TV movies by Hallmark because film <laughs> carries a certain connotation gravitas. to me. It does. It has a gravitas that Hallmark is just not giving me. I watched it for the first time today. Okay. It's hard to find. Yeah. I thought I was going to have to spend $10 on Amazon and buy it. Oh boy, did I dodge that bullet when I found a less savory way to watch it. I don't know. I This is the first movie in a long time. I kept skipping ahead using the 10 second button to skip ahead because I could I call that it. watching it with, I call that watching with watching a movie, the Julia method. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I, I just couldn't do it. I, I didn't like, oh, uh, well, I'll leave it there. Yeah, we got a lot to discuss. We got a lot to unpack in this one, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So first time watching it yesterday, I did pay eight bucks to buy this thing because I couldn't find it anywhere else. So after dropping cash on this one, um, I, I, I did not have a good return on my investment. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would rather have listened to Ralphie sing the songs from a few episodes ago in the live Christmas story version than listening to a second of Kelly Pickler singing any of these horrible songs. So I did not like this movie. Okay. So let's jump right in. I'll give a quick overview. So Kelly Pickler is sent to her. She's sent back home to Memphis and she's supposed to negotiate with this bank owner to get his bank to sell to her boss, who's a guy who is like your typical, oh, I'm just about the money. Like, I feel like if, if the only way they could have made him more of a cliche is if he'd been from New York, right? Like that kind of trope. Not insulting New York, Anthony, but you know what I mean? Like they always have that like highfalutin New York guy who's just about taking advantage of people, right? Um, like he sends her here for Christmas and then decides that the negotiations aren't going well because she meets like she and during this time she meets her ex-boyfriend her, her the love of her life and he convinces her to do a Christmas performance that he's putting on because one of the acts dropped he's gonna they're gonna perform together again like they did in high school um, because you know that's how the real world works right you just suddenly fall into the same routine life you were in high school so quickly and easily every time you visit home? I think, I think there probably, in fairness, probably is some truth to that for some people when they go home. You think some people just magically get on this big bill at Graceland to perform a no, Christmas concert, not having not sang or played music? That's what I'm saying. I'm it's like, like it was over the top. I'm saying like in terms of falling back into like your old ways like when you're around old people used to hang out with i can see I, how people could fall back into their old routine like that sort of but not when you've been gone this long right and like you're suddenly like now so you're now going to relive your your musical aspirations yeah this one just went a bit far for me so when her boss finds out that she's on this bill, she he may, he's tells her she needs to fly home on Christmas Eve back to Chicago. So she up and drops everything with her daughter and gets ready to leave. Um, she has this real connection with the old bank owner guy. And I like the bank owner. I'm going to say the guy who owned the bank. I liked him. I liked his wife. I liked the bank. So she decides to stick around. The owner of the bank offers her a job because she understands, you know, what he's about and what their, their bank is about. And uh, she convinces her ex-boyfriend who was gonna give up life in memphis to become a big concert promoter uh yeah so that's where we are i think my first big qualm with this movie and julie i think you're gonna agree with me being a native texan mm -hmm. it's the same problem i have with carrie underwood underwood i know what a southern dialect sounds like i have spent time in many southern states the twang that this girl is pulling out, the emphasis on certain vowels, is so unbelievably fake. Okay. I am so disingenuine. 
said that because I was like, how am I going to insult this woman's accent without like... <laughs> because oh nobody God. talks like that. I couldn't nobody bear listening that. to her. Like I had to keep... It was so incredibly fake. Well, and here's the thing is she has an accent. She did when she was on American Idol. I don't know what the purpose was in playing it up. Especially because you think badly, it like maybe diluted a bit if she had lived away in a big city for that long. Not that like got the, stronger and more stereotypical. Badly that was, stereotypical. That was one of the um, reviews I had read. Somebody said, you know, this this southern twang, nearly hillbilly sounding girl would not be rising the ranks in Chicago talking like that. No. Nope. Um, her voice... I don't know what I don't. So cute. That's the first I've ever seen them. That's but that's funny. <laughs> uh, the one you hate. Yeah. He's, he's, growing, on, he's growing on me six years later. <laughs> when she sings, she does weird stuff with her voice that she should not be doing. Yeah. Graceland. I also find the connection to Graceland and overtly country sound to be at odds. Elvis was not a country singer. Elvis revolutionized rock and roll. I mean, like, I yeah, get no, that. Her, her voice. If they, wanted, if they wanted the overtly country, I think it should have been Nashville, not Memphis, right? Not Graceland. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I guess part of the story has ties specifically to Graceland, right? Which they didn't necessarily have to do that with the story. It's almost like they got the opera. Is that really Graceland, by the way? It is. It's the first movie filmed in Graceland. Okay. So they got the opportunity. And so they're like, okay, we got to set this thing in Graceland. So let's develop some plot point where she has this tie to Elvis because of her parents or because of her mom. Oh, and she happens to sing. So, I mean, uh, are y'all big Elvis fans? Mm, I could take. I wouldn't reason. say big Elvis fans. My grandma has a pretty hardcore Elvis obsession. Yeah. So. But Grace Elvis Band is really Christmas. ugly to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I really agree. I thought, like, why did they set yeah. this here? It's not overly like beautiful. No. And even like the decorations, if that's, is, I wonder if, I'm curious if that's really what Graceland looks like decorated at Christmas. I assume it probably is. If I doubt it because, in the movie. I doubt it because they don't have snow in Graceland. Well, besides the snow. <laughs> I know, I'm just, but like just the decorating choices were curious to me. But before yeah. I forget, just because we're on the topic of Elvis, Julia, it's Chris, it's a Christmas Elvis episode. You have to do your impression. <laughs> and the song was in it. That was the only one I really liked. Oh, have a blue. <laughs> yeah, I was happy. You know, I will say most of the music in it, as much as I'm not an Elvis fan, I can appreciate Elvis's Christmas stuff for the most part, just because it's nostalgia. So I was happy with that part of the music because I'd recognized it. You know, it wasn't some yeah. terrible Hallmark version that you usually hear. So that was fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The Graceland part was underwhelming to me, but I'm sure we have Elvis fans that loved it, which is great. Uh, I'm with you. I grew up with Elvis is synonymous with Christmas for me. I mean, I know he had other music, but the only stuff that really stuck with me through my through all of my life has been his Christmas music. I love it still. I do 
like I said, I'm not a big Elvis fan, but at Christmas time, I will bust out with some Blue Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Elvis Christmas music is on all my playlists. So I do like Elvis, but um, yeah, I thought the the Graceland was an interesting choice. And it's such little to do with Elvis throughout the movie, which is odd if you're doing Graceland, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was some background music and they occasionally made a Memphis or made a mention of it, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Another qualm I had, why was everything, they just put the word Christmas in front of everything? Like they made Christmas s'mores and Christmas Krispies. Like I, I turn around and everything they're doing, they're just putting the word Christmas on there. And I'm like, did y'all catch that? Was that weird to y'all? Seems <laughs> <laughs> a little lazy though. <laughs> it was a little lazy. And I also don't know. Um, so I've been in enough hotels in my life to know that if I just suddenly come in traipsing in with a giant Christmas tree, <laughs> nobody's going to be okay with that. I liked the way she decorated her room. I'll it was cute. That. It was cute. Mm-hmm. And another thing that was really odd to me, the hotel lady comes up and she's like, every year I buy too many ornaments. So here are some for you. It's like, who buys ornaments every year? Like, how would you buy too many every year? At some point you just like add some, but you don't buy like boxes of brand new ornaments. Right. Right. I mean, oh, I she was just it. saying that because she saw the girl. It was sad. Also. Okay. I can, I can get on that. <laughs> also, I thought it was weird how many presents the bank owner is giving this giving laurel right every time i turn around he and his wife are giving her another present i'm like she's trying to buy your business y'all aren't friends you don't know her this is weird was her name laurel or yanny laurel (laughs) (laughs) you don't remember that tom (laughs) no how some people some people oh oh heard laurel right right on that thing on the internet thing yeah 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 that was like the the original like what color is this dress thing yes yeah wait didn't the dress come first yeah the dress could come first whatever the audio the audio iteration i didn't get into either of those things because i found the whole thing to just be obnoxious did y'all buy the chemistry between pickler and the other guy I don't feel like it was consistent. Oh, I would totally agree with that. They there both, were nice moments in there. They both seemed very stiff. Yeah. Well, at times I felt like they were like ready to jump each other's bones. At times they were cold. <laughs> at times they were like, there was some sweet romance. I just, I didn't, I don't know what I was following. I don't know what was happening. So he was a more playful, teasing man character in a Hallmark movie that I'm used to, right? He wasn't all yeah. dignified and, you know. I he, liked him. Had, I did it's, too. He was real playful and I liked him. I like times in these Hallmark movies, it's the guy who's like stiff and uptight and doesn't right. like Christmas. And... Right. And he was not, I wouldn't say he was stiff or uptight at all. So I liked his interaction. Great. I really liked when he was that. around Kelly Pickler. Well, yeah, but but I liked him with her daughter. How do you lot. act against that? I don't know. No, that was a bad attempt at a dirty joke. Know. He was stiff and uptight no. when he was around Kelly Pickler. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, the daughter was a good like kid actress. She, she overplayed was. it a little bit, but most kids do. But she was well, adorable. I, 
I think she was trying to compensate for Kelly Bickler. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I did not buy she was her daughter, though. They didn't look related at all. Okay, so um, there was and it didn't act like it either. Nope. There, the, where that really hit me, there was, there was that scene where Clay was going to watch the girls and she dropped her daughter off at her friend's house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? She didn't say goodbye to her daughter. She didn't say I love you. She didn't give her daughter a hug. She didn't acknowledge. She was like, peace out. Yo, I'm going to go. Stay with this strange man I haven't seen in 20 years. That was the snowball fight, right? The most unconvincing snowball fight I've ever seen. Yeah, but it was with the snowball yeah. fight, right? Yes. Okay, yes. yeah. Did she say at the beginning she had to help her daughter build a snowman for a school project? Something like that. A snowman? For it was a school a loving project. Snowman. She was sleeping with the rest of the movie. Snowman, that, that was a cute little snowman. Okay, I didn't catch that. I missed that. Um, I don't know how I missed anything in this movie. Oh, did you think like legitimately build a snowman? Yes. Oh, I see. That makes more sense why you'd be like, what? I know. I was about to say, that's a cool school assignment. I never got anything like that. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was that. Well, yeah, because when she texts her in that night, she's like, oh, he looks so good. Good job. I'm so proud of you. So... But didn't she also get a picture of her daughter on her phone with an actual snowman? Oh. I don't even know. I I don't care. It's just, let's just move on. (laughs) Yeah, she was definitely not a mom. Like you could tell. She wasn't even doing a good job acting like she was this girl's mom. She wasn't even, like, you couldn't even pass her off as like an older sister or something. Like, no no relation. It was like a babysitter. Like, it was almost kind of like those movies where, like, somebody in your family dies and you get stuck with the kids and because you're the closest living relative, even though you're not close at all. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's so right. It felt so forced and not real. I tell you what, this movie would have been a winner if she was not in it. If there was a different female lead who may or may not have had a singing voice to sing the songs. They could have cut that part out altogether as far as I'm concerned. It would have been a pretty cute story otherwise. Even with a terrible boss. I would take Amy Smart over this chick any day. They they tried to create this movie around two things. They had a country music singer and they had Graceland. Neither of which worked for me. I didn't appreciate the setting either. I didn't think it was overly nice. They were very, the thing that got me about the movie is how inconsistent the snow was every time I'd look. Like sometimes there'd be snow on the ground, sometimes it'd be falling, then it would just stop falling all of a sudden. Sometimes there'd be snow all over the ground, but the buildings were completely untouched. And we're talking Tennessee, y'all. They don't get that much snow. I mean, there's a shot of them kiss, I thought of what your son said. They always kiss, there's always a kiss in the snow. There's a shot of them in the snow kissing at the very end that I thought was a very like nice shot like it was glowy in the background and it was felt warm and they looked good and the snow was falling that's like okay that feels christmasy to me but and the friend so the friend was adorable even though she had a terrible accent um the friend was more believable yeah the friend was with the the girls yeah the um her house was like a like a better homes and gardens christmas catalog it was which gave me all the happy feels you know i did like i did like this this the houses in her neighborhood though yeah Yeah. they felt christmassy 
Yeah. The hotel, I guess that's kind of tied to Graceland itself, was not my favorite decor. It was like kind of the garish green, purple, and gold, which I guess fits with the Elvis thing. But (laughs) Wouldn't garish and Elvis, don't those go hand in hand by the end? They do. They do. So I guess I get it. But Well, I mean, purple is a royal color, right? He was the king. He was the king. Boy. Um, what else? I don't know. It, it amazes me how long all these movies feel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not when you're using that 10 second skip. Even with, that's what I'm saying. This movie is so bad, even with the 10 second skip. I'm like, this movie is so long and i had to laugh too because i remember last year on this show after hallmark month we said we can't do another month of hallmark movies straight and we just did three weeks of it again we practically did hallmark month again we did yeah we've yeah yeah that happened like i said this one makes me sad because i think i'm with you julia without kelly pickler this would have been a great movie this could have been a great movie I'm going to say without Kelly Pickler, without the Graceland setting, with a better writer, I'm going to go with a million different things because I didn't find anything except the daughter. Yeah, I'm going to disagree. I think the Graceland thing could have worked. I also think that uh, we could have done... The writing wasn't that bad. I, I really don't think the writing was as bad as other Hallmark... As far as Hallmark movies go, this one wasn't that bad compared to... Especially like the one we just watched with, well, any of them that we've recently watched. Let's just leave it at that. Any of them we've recently watched. I'm not going to mention any names. Spoiler alert, I would take the any of the past two weeks over this one. <laughs> I would too because of Kelly Pickler, but if it weren't for her, I think I would have liked this movie. Uh, let, well, let's, do, do, you, do we think this movie had a line this moment? No. I agree. No, Complete. it did well, not have a Linus moment. Uh, yeah, it did. She's ready to leave and give everything up. And then she's like, wait, I love my hometown. I love my family here. I can't leave. I I'm, gotta go I'm gonna back say, to him. I'm going to say that's not a Linus moment. That's a Hallmark movie trope where they always end up staying in their little hometown after coming home. They do. They do. Yeah, yeah, doesn't count for me. You mentioned you had a bunch of quotes. (laughs) Heavily dosed with sarcasm. (laughs) I was about to say, when you said that, like, I was like, oh my God, please tell me I am not the only one. I have no quotes from this movie. Hold on. Okay, so I thought one thing was really odd. They decided to do a mashup of music, and I don't really like. Silver Bells and Silent Night, they're two entirely different. Like, the feeling of both is lost when you put them together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, there's just not two that go well together. No. <laughs> no. And I usually but enjoy it, like, song mashups, but they just have to be the right song. Mm-hmm. I do have good news for y'all. I'm posting it in Slack right now. Ooh, are we adding the Christmas at Graceland soundtrack to our Spotify playlist? 100% not going to do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> it wouldn't be prudent. Not doesn't, do it. If one of us adds it, doesn't it have to be added because it's a joint playlist? 
I'm not that much of a churro. I'm just would <laughs> any of us do that? I was about to say we, I'm gonna do it, but I'm not that much of a churro. I think we should do a, a Tis the Podcast 2019 summer 2019 playlist. Do a little more curated for some like fun summer Christmas music. Mm-hmm. You down, Anthony? I'm down. All right, let's. I, I know we're all avoiding this. Let's just rank it. I'm not avoiding anything. I have my ranking. Yeah, I just want to get through it. Then we can put this one behind us. All right, Everybody Anthony, kick again. us off. Let's go in order. Anthony, kick it off. I am going to give this a point zero two. Oh, man. I loathed this movie. <laughs> I'm going to do 2.3. I'm coming in at a point four, which gives us point nine oh seven. Point nine oh seven. Yup. Okay, so that puts it at number point that at number fifty three on our list, in between all I want for Christmas is you and Santa's sleigh. Oof, talk about. <laughs> company <laughs> it's 54 maybe then if we take doubles out it's number 63 it is down there guys and you know what to be honest oh i haven't updated the list in a few weeks so yeah i, I would rather watch santa slay than watch this i would 100 percent agree i would rather watch no i would not rather i don't think i'd rather watch Okay, you know, the rest of the movie's down there, though. I would not want to watch A Merry Friggin' Christmas over this. Nope. I or Just Friends. And Just Friends a point zero one. Yeah. Guys, I'm, I'm kind of down that this was our Leon Day week episode. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking that maybe we should think about dropping something on Leon Day. Something special for our fans, maybe? You know, we owe it to them because we really let something down. We really did something bad here to them right now. Well, I, we don't know what we're going to release, but I would keep my eye on the podcast feed tomorrow, guys. Exciting. All right. So if you like this movie and you feel there's something we missed, we would love to hear from you. If you did not like it and you watched it because we made you and you want to let us know how awful we are as human beings. Direct all hate mail toward Tom Crow. You can let us all know on our social media. We've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. And you can find all of those super easy by going to tisthepodcast.com slash Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, or Instagram. We also have a Patreon feature that Anthony will tell you all about. Yeah, if you want bonus episodes for as little as a dollar per month, you can join our Patreon at tisapodcast.com slash Patreon or www.patreon.com slash tisapodcast. We have episodes on further Christmas entertainment and some non-Christmas entertainment. And uh, depending on how much you want to donate, you could be, you could recommend a movie and guest host an episode just like Todd Killian did last week and just like Jerry Davila is doing next week when he will be 
co-hosting the episode on Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July with the three of us. And the week after that, we have a month of surprises planned for you guys. I don't know if you want to give it away. No. So stay tuned for that. Hey, you mentioned Todd Killian real quick. And since we just came off of a Hallmark movie, for those of y'all that have not listened to his most recent episode that dropped the other day, he has a great explanation of why people like Hallmark movies. So you should go check it out. It was uh, pretty much nail on the head for me. So go check his podcast out, Christmas Clatter. So guys, I have some pretty good news. We only have 4,392 hours till Christmas. Getting down there. It's so hard to imagine that with that number. How about 183 days? It's only 26 weeks, y'all. We are halfway there. Yay. And tomorrow is Leon Day. We are halfway there. So excited. Yeah, so look for a Leon Day surprise, y'all. And with that, we will talk with you. We will tomorrow. Visit. We will be with you tomorrow. <laughs> so have a good night, guys. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Silver bells. Silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. Sing. Mm-hmm.